Welcome to the Create Your Shape podcast. I'm Jenny the Nutritionist, and I'll be teaching you the strategy, structure, and science to build muscle and decrease body fat, specifically for ladies who work out. Hello, friends. How's it going? So for those of you who don't know, I am a full-time slow traveler, and I'm going to share a little bit more about that experience and how I can still build my shape in what it looks like for the big picture, but also in the short term. Like for example, I just got back from my best friend's bachelorette party in Asheville, North Carolina. Have you ever been? It was amazing. We had so much fun. But before we left, I had several conversations with ladies about traveling and how terrified they were to fall off when traveling. And I was thinking, I have two back-to-back trips coming up, and I'm not concerned at all. I planned this bachelorette party, so I may be biased, but it was the best one I've ever been to. We hired a private chef who did like a five-course meal, including ice cream. Then the next day, we went to the famous Biltmore and did a wine tasting, Then we had a party bus take us to dinner, and then we went out and we danced all night long. And then we went to brunch. Like, we did everything. We did it all. And guess what? I came back two and a half pounds heavier on the scale. But I'm not concerned. That doesn't concern me at all because of a handful of reasons. One, I know that that's just temporary inflammation. So when you're having more carbs and more alcohol and more oils at restaurants that you typically don't have, your body is going to be a little inflamed from that. And then also on top of that, in with traveling and a combination of all those different foods, especially alcohol or or higher amounts of quick carbs, like candy or different processed foods, you're also going to have more water retention too. So between those two, of course, the scale is going to be up, but that doesn't mean that I gained a bunch of body fat over just that short period of time. So that's one reason. The second reason is that it will flush out within the next couple of days, and then I'll be right back to where I was. So it happens every single time, and it's just getting in tune with your body to realize what's going on there. And then sure, I didn't make progress over those couple of days, but I definitely didn't regress. It's not like I lost muscle in those few days, or did I really gain body fat in that short period of time? Because it was only two days. And even though I wasn't eating like normal, I wasn't eating an extremely overage amount of calories compared to normal either. So I'm Not concerned also that my body composition changed much, even though in the mirror, right, I look fluffier and I feel fluffier. But again, that's going back to that temporary inflammation and water retention. And then also, I know that I am my average. So changing your body composition is really about how consistent you are over months and so, or even weeks, right? And I know that 80% of the time I'm really dialed in. And so those two days really aren't going to put a dent in anything. That's just one example of a short-term scenario, but I'm going to give you a little bit more about our lifestyles and the struggles and relations I've had along the way. So in 2019, 
We took a road trip across the U.S. from San Diego to Virginia, and we stored like a couple of things at my parents' house in Virginia, but really we sold everything. And then from there, we went to Vietnam, and we lived in Vietnam, Hanoi, for three months, and it was incredible. Vietnam's, it has the most, like the friendliest people you will ever meet there, like the best hospitality ever. I've never felt safer anywhere else in my life. It has so much culture and it's so unique and so different. The food there was absolutely incredible after I got used to it. So buncha was one of my favorites. We also did a cooking class and learned how to make um, fresh spring rolls. And so after I figured out what was what, I loved the food there. So then after that, we went to Bali in Indonesia for, I think, three to four months. And there, like Vietnam was super unique. It had a lot of culture and the people were so friendly and that's what made it so special. But then in Bali, what that what made that so special is one, the culture there, you are exposed to a very laid back environment, but at the same time, they would have parades all of the time for their ceremonies. And it was very much a beach vibe in island time. So everything was very chill, lots of surfers there. And a lot of people from Australia and a lot of people from Northern Europe. So the area that we were in has a kind of like a combination of the local culture, but then also these expats who live there who are all entrepreneurs who are really into fitness. So the gyms were awesome there. And then really into nutrition. There's a lot of vegans there too, but between the two, there are so many high quality cafes there where the food is so fresh and they're not using a bunch of oils or anything like that. Like everything's very high quality and real food focus between both the cafes that were kind of tailored for the travelers and then also the locals there. So that was just an incredible experience and actually one that we loved because it did fit so well with what we're about in our lifestyle that we do hope to get back there soon. But that was kind of a small recap of Bali. And then from there, we decided to keep traveling. And then we lived in Colombia in Medellin, which is in South America. And in Colombia, the food, not my favorite, it was a lot of fried food. If you've ever heard of empanadas, they have a lot of that there, or arepas, I might not be saying that correctly. And so the food was my favorite, but again, some of the things, once you have it enough, you realize and can like appreciate it. And we did a food cooking class there too. What I loved most about Colombia was their culture of music. I love Latino jams. Everywhere you go, you go in the gym, all the guys are singing and dancing. You walk along the street, everybody has their window open and like just blaring music and it's so much fun and that energy is fun to be around. In the city is just absolutely beautiful. It is in a mountain or on top of a mountain, in the valley of the mountain. The climate is just perfect and you look around and it's like all of these buildings combined with these 
mountain hills and greenery, which it just felt super lush. And I really love that about it. That's also when our friend COVID-19 hit and we did end up having to take a humanitarian flight home from there to Virginia where I'm from. And we spent five months where I'm from with my family, which had its pros and cons, as you can imagine. But I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So it was nice to be back there after living in so many condensed areas in big cities. So I appreciated being out on 75 acres, went mountain biking every weekend or every week, and just having that space. I also was surrounded by how my brothers eat, which is they order literally some form of fast food every night, like pizza every other night. It was interesting to be surrounded by that, but that's kind of not international. That's just part of the timeline of the slow travel of what we're, what we've experienced. So from there, we went and lived in Denver for a little while. And so you guys are familiar with, you know, how cities are in the U.S. and the food that we have here. But from there, we went and lived in Mexico for three months. And the food in Mexico is just incredible. Obviously, you have authentic tacos, and then we were right on the beach, so seafood cuisines um, or seafood meals of the Mexican cuisines, so good. I really enjoyed their food there, but I also loved their beaches there, and we went to a handful of different islands. We were in um, Playa del Carmen, which is about two hours south of Cancun and about two hours north of Tulum. So we went to visit Tulum, we went to Cozumel, we went to Isla Mujeres in Holbosch, which I may be saying those wrong, but just the the weekend adventures of seeing these beautiful beaches, that's really what I loved about Mexico. From there, with the travel restrictions and everything like that over the past year, we mostly stayed in the States. We were in Austin, Texas for three months about. And then from there, we went to Salt Lake City, which we loved all of the nature there. That might be on our future list to come back to and potentially settle down, but we'll see. We're not there yet. And then for the past few months, we've been here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And then when this episode comes out, we will be in Lake Anna in Virginia. So tomorrow we're actually packing everything up and doing the road trip from Arizona to Virginia. So that's just kind of a recap of everything we've done over the past handful of years. I know that this is not typical and a lot of people are interested in how we live this lifestyle because we work too a lot um, and combine that with living in different locations, but also exploring the areas when we're there, going on weekend trips and things like that. But we've also gotten a lot of questions about how do we make this work with our fitness lifestyles because we are so into our overall health and we are really into improving our physiques and staying healthy with our nutrition and managing our nutrition and still progressing in goals, physique goals and and health goals um, and all of that. I'm going to start off with the con and then I'm going to get into all of the pros. So first, it was really only a struggle in setting up the routine. And so something that I really emphasize with my ladies is creating their nutrition routine. We spend a lot of time getting that to be mindless in routine so they don't have to think and it's just who they are. 
But when you do something new and you have a new structure or a new part of your just life routine, then that has to be embedded into your nutrition routine. So while I was really good at hitting macros and my home routine, I hadn't created that yet for being on flights a lot and being in airports a lot or being in a different country, right? Or constantly changing my routine. That took some time to figure out. It didn't happen the next time I traveled. What happened was I said, okay, this isn't working and it can keep not working. I can keep saying, oh, I shouldn't travel and not hit my goals. It's either one or the other. But instead what I did was I thought of it as a segment that I was working on and every time I was gonna get better and better because I was gonna learn from it. So for example, with my ladies, we do an evaluation. And when we're implementing this new routine or new structure, we do an evaluation of it. I identified what was working well and like giving myself some credit there, but then I identified what specifically wasn't. And it could be that, oh, I don't have options in different airports, especially when they're international. I don't have my Qdoba option. Okay, well, that's a problem because then I'm either eating food that isn't set up with my goals in mind or I'm not eating enough because then I get behind on the day. So what's a specific solution for that? Okay, I know that I can pack certain foods on the plane that I know will be delicious and easy to hit my targets and easy to pack. And so that was one thing that I executed for the next time. And then I just kept doing that again and again and again. And then now I feel super routine when it comes to travel. Even this week, as we're getting ready for this road trip, I sat down and I was like, okay, I've got to prepare for the road trip. I've got to make some, you know, adjustments or got to add some food or pack some food. And I realized that I thought I was going to have to do so much work, but I realized that I had already naturally considered it all that I really didn't even have to. One of the things we did is we have an overnight pit stop that we'll do in Oklahoma City. And I just looked up a Chipotle in Oklahoma City and then found a hotel next to that Chipotle. So that way, once we get in after driving for maybe 17 hours, all we're going to want to do is maybe get some movement in, eat and sleep. So our gym does have treadmills where we can just walk. We could also walk to the Chipotle. We know it's going to be quick. We know it's going to be convenient. We know it's going to be directional with our goals. And then we know we can sleep at the hotel and then we will just pick up the next morning and go. And then we are going to make a pit stop in Nashville and we'll have more fun there. But just that's how we were thinking, right? When we mapped out our road trip game plan. And then I know how to eat out. I've got convenient snacks. And so I feel really good there, but I got to this place from doing those evaluations again and again and again. So that was really the main struggle. I would say, I mean, little things would pop up here and there, but everyone would ask like, how do, how do you track macros when you're in a different country? There's different foods. Like how do you still hit your goals? And so I think it comes down to really understanding food and understanding the strategy. So a handful of things that I've thought about that really helped me during this time is is what I knew about food. All food comes from the same sources 
And then it's just processed or presented differently and then has a different name in a different language. So for example, the boon cha that we loved in Vietnam, that really was just rice noodles and pork and some vegetables. And then maybe a sauce. I can't remember exactly what was in it. All of that is like the same thing as the pork we have here and same thing as rice that we have here. It's just processed differently or the end product is different based on the recipe or how they made it. All food, all real food is really the same. So that makes it super easy to track your food to know what what it is, and then also to still eat mostly real foods. The other thing is that when it comes to tracking, it's really important to be consistent versus being perfect. And so I guesstimated a lot, especially while we were eating out or trying new foods, and I knew that wasn't going to make or break me, especially when I was in the lifestyle phase. There are different time periods where you want to be really more specific and more accurate, but the majority of the time, I can go out to eat, and if I don't know something, I can guesstimate, and it's really going to be okay. The other reason why this can be is because the strategy and consistency is what's most important. It's not one meal that's going to make or break me, but it's the overarching game plan that I have in place. That's also why I really emphasize the nutrition strategy, not only for my ladies in Create Your Shape, but also for me, because I know that that is what's truly creating and maintaining my shape over time and consistency on average is what's going to be most important there. Because we were doing food tours here and there. We were doing weekend trips within these like month stints in places. And when we would do those, I would use these same principles that I'm talking about now. 70, say 70 to 80% of the time, we were still eating at home. We were still going to the grocery store, which is super fun to go to a grocery store in another country because we were there for months, right? You really get to see how people are living, how their grocery stores are set up, what type of options they have. Like Colombia has the best fruit options. And this could also be another little part of a challenge because you're not going to have everything that you have in the States and that you're used to making. So you do have to kind of figure things out, but it also forces you to try new recipes or maybe look up new recipes of the local cuisine. And that is fun in its own way, but then you realize even more that, oh, Food is all protein, carbs, and fats, right? No matter what country you go to, and there's so many similarities there. They may just use a different sauce or prepare it in a different way or combine different things in a different way. But it's really fun to kind of get that experience through really living there and going to the grocery store too. I will say though that the States... It's just uncomparable when it comes to the grocery stores because we have so many options. You go to the sauce aisle for any type of sauce and there's going to be 10 different brands and 10 different options. And within those options, there's always going to be more high quality options that have less sugar and less you know, processed ingredients. And so you definitely don't have that as much outside of the States. So I would say... The States definitely takes the cake for the best grocery stores, but 
again, in these different countries, you can still always find some version or some alternative of what you're looking for, but it's definitely best to kind of lean into what the locals eat there and create dishes that are more similar to that. The other thing is the gyms. You guys, dropping into gyms, we do it at every new place we go to. Every, Even if we went on vacation for a weekend, sometimes we would drop into the gym and it is such a fun experience because again, you get so comfortable in all of these different gym settings and you get to work out with different people and see what type of training that they're doing and how they're into it. It's super fun. Some of the best gyms, well, in Vietnam, we went to this gym that was really well done and we met a guy there because most people weren't speaking to us, right, in English, but we met one guy there who spoke English pretty well and he was super fun to just connect with every single time we went to the gym. And then in Bali, the fitness scene is really big there. So I went to Wonderlust. CrossFit there, which is a huge CrossFit gym. And I made friends with people from all over the world. I have a good friend from Australia that I met there. And then in Colombia, you guys, I went to a CrossFit gym in Colombia where it was 100% Spanish. That was it. I made do. (laughs) And thankfully, I was familiar with how the flow of the cross classes would go. And so I I could just follow along and just kind of get by. But there was one time where we were doing a warm-up and it was a warm-up where you have to hold the bar over your head. And we were holding the bar over our head for a while. And I guess I kind of just, I zoned out and just put the bar down because I was like, wow, my arms are getting really tired and just put the bar down. Everyone looked at me and looked at the coach and we're like, no, And I didn't know what happened, but I knew they were saying like, that's not fair, but she doesn't understand what you're saying. Because the rule of the warm-up game was you can't bring the bar down or I'm going to make you start over again, everybody. And so everybody had to restart over again and put the bar back over their head all because I didn't understand what was going on. And then I think after that, there were like partner workouts and I felt so bad for anybody who ended up having to be my partner because... It was a struggle in terms of communicating and getting all of it done, but it was super fun. I did meet a guy there who was awesome, who did speak English, who ended up inviting us to a trip that we went on on the West Coast of Colombia, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Aaron and I went with some of his friends, and some could kind of speak English, but we were sharing these homes and going on these all these different adventures with these people and again just such an incredible experience all because I dropped into this gym where I couldn't speak the language right Um, but even in the states we have lots of fun dropping into different gyms here the gym in Salt Lake was so impressive mainly because all the people there look incredible like they are really into their fitness there and everybody looks the part so that's also really inspiring and just all over there we went to some hole-in-the-wall gyms in different little islands in Mexico and they are into it there which I was surprised because I, I just didn't expect that but that was great too so we're heading into our fourth year of the slow travel lifestyle in The reason why I can still progress in changing my physique and building muscle and decreasing body fat is because I understand food and I understand the nutrition strategy. 
I think these are the two biggest components that make it so easy, no matter what's going on in your life, or if you're traveling every now and then, or have events, or just want to have a bit more flexibility. Like that, those two are the most important thing. And it's also why I really emphasize it with my ladies. It is why I put such a heavy emphasis on teaching to my ladies because once you understand food, it really takes out of the mindset of, okay, I'm either on it and I'm perfect or I'm off my plan and I'm all over the place. It sets you up in a position to be, oh, this is just who I am and how I operate and I know how to make decisions no matter what's happening or where I'm at. The same thing goes for having that nutrition routine because once it's mindless, again, it's just who you are. So that's a little bit about me and the past three years of traveling and how that's worked with my nutrition. And I will see you next week on the Create Your Shape podcast. Hey, if you work out and want to look like you work out, then you need to be in the Create Your Shape program. Learn more and get started at jennythenutritionist.com slash create dash your dash shape. You can also follow me on Instagram for more content at jennythenutritionist.